welcome. It's 6 o'clock. It's here. You're on Monday night on MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for the Joke Workshop. You're on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with you guys with a bunch of comedians that are going to do their new work for you. You should be so excited. Yay! New jokes, new jokes. I have a lot of new material today. I don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity to do it tonight, but I might. But we have some great comedians that are going to do their new material for you the way it works here on the joke workshop you do four minutes and then there's four minutes of commentary by a panel of your comedian peers that's you people in the audience or if you want to call in at 415-550-0511 you can tell people too what you think about their jokes but please remember as always on the joke workshop if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich make the bread taste good so we like a nice fluffy toasted brioche bun and then the comments in the middle, and then a nice compliment at the end, a nice compliment sandwich so that no one goes home and kills themselves. They're your first comedian tonight. He would never do that. He's one of the funniest people on the scene. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together right now. It's Joey Avery. All right. Yes. They're on their feet here at Mutiny Radio. They're on their feet at home. The listeners at home have got to be stoked. They just got their little dicks and clits blown off with some insane news, and now they get comedy. It's going to be wild. Um, having an interesting exchange with one of my coworkers uh, today, because she actually just got married, uh, and part of the marriage process for her was that she decided to convert to Judaism before the wedding which I thought was pretty inspirational, like the things people do for love. I was like, it's great. I want to hear more about this guy. I was like, is your husband, what, what's, his, uh, what's his favorite sex position? And she's a little taken aback by that. And I was like, no, like, let me guess, is it, is it missionary? And she's like, actually, yeah, why, why would you say that? And I'm like, isn't that the one where you take your partner and you shove your religious beliefs down their throat uh, <laughs> until they fucking convert to what you believe? Because sounds like it's kind of his thing. I'm sure uh, that turns him on, slap a little yarmulke on you, spin that dreidel. Um, it's good. That's uh, no, I don't. I don't mind people who convert later in life. It's like at least you're making an informed decision, you know. As a kid, I like. I I was happy I got to grow up without a religion because you know you can pick from whatever belief set you want, but it does leave you a little bit lost sometimes. Like I've spent the rest of my life trying to find a good man necklace, and I've never been able to quite do that. I'm very jealous of all my religious friends. They can just wear a cross, and they're set. I've been searching for a long time. I haven't found anything. At one point in my life, I was wearing a surfboard around my neck, and I don't, I don't even surf. So that was the problem. I just wanted to cultivate a surf-esque vibe, um, but it turns out it's really cold and it hurts, and I don't really like it. Um, so that's the thing. I really do want a necklace, though. I'll have to figure it out. Um, one thing people always say in comedy is you have to write what you know. You got to write from personal experience, which is a tough one for me because I've been working on a really killer bit about death, and I'm not sure I'm going to finish it. Um, <laughs> feel like might not be around to see the success of that, to really see it grow, flower, become the joke that uh, I was hoping it would be. Um, I try not to think about it too much. It's part of life, though. People don't, uh, people don't like, a lot of people fear death. Some people are like, I don't fucking fear death. 
kind of in between. I, I try to just look at it as a chore. Like, it's going to be pretty unpleasant, but, like, I don't have to do it right now, you know? Like, right now, I'm just kind of watching a show, and if I start thinking about it now, it's going to ruin the whole show, and then uh, it's kind of going to expand, ruin the day. If you think about it, it really is, it's like one shitty day, you know? And you're going to let that ruin all these other days? Like, yeah, you were at the beach. You're like, yeah, but we're going to dive. I said, no, just fucking chill. Um... There you go. That should, that should, if anyone had anxieties about that, <laughs> problem solved. Got it. Um, I have some anxieties about the future with, uh, with comedy because comedy is kind of a weird thing. Like if you want to ever make any money, you have to get kind of famous and like, I love doing comedy, but fuck being famous. That would suck. Like you do, you do comedy so you can get up in a room full of people and they like you and it's fun. But then if you ever get actually famous doing it, people will decide they fucking hate you and you're a piece of shit. I don't know why, but once you're on TV, it's like open season. People can just make fun of you. It happened to everyone. It happened to Bieber. He's like an angelic-voiced Canadian child who apparently we got upset at because he became an adolescent and, like, bangs chicks now. I don't know. Like, it happened to Dane Cook because, like, he did comedy and he's, like, too broy for it, so I'm horrified. Uh, and then it happened to Kale, which is a leafy green. That's... <laughs> people get upset with because it got famous later in its career. I'm like, I don't know. People are like, oh, fucking kale, fucking white, privileged, uptight vegetable. I'm like, I don't know. It always seemed like a humble veggie to me. It just kind of grows in the dirt and does its whole thing. Maybe you should just let me eat it. I'm really just trying to take regularly timed shits. I, uh... <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Thank you, guys. Like a professional ending on a poop joke. Joey Avery, yay. Comments from the people. There are microphones. They are all around you. You're supposed to talk into them. Yay. And tell Joey Avery what you think of his jokes because I, I think you addressed hey, one oh. of the comedian's greatest fears, turning into Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, awkward comment. Great jokes. Thank you. Yeah. No, no things to say. All right. No feedback either. Great jokes. Cool. Thank you. Every, every, ah, about a loves. thousand there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no one, no one has any help. No one thought his death joke was cliche or easy. And everybody thought that was. They were totally surprised. And it's it's just so good. Too. It warrants no critique. There it is. What did you think, Pam? Did you have thoughts? Um. I mean, I always think that you're great. Um, the, the death thing, I mean, I thought you were pretty obvious on your original. I know that you were like mining. You're like, I'm trying to put it off, but it's going to like, I got all of your like allusions to death and that was right. good. I mean, and I don't think people have talked about death in the Joey Avery way. I don't know. Mine. How do you mind death for funny material? Yeah. I mean, good luck. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great point. But as long as you continue being affable and opener. darling, but I mean, <laughs> but you're an affable darling fellow with a lovely mm. haircut, so you can say anything to us. You can be like, you know, dick meow duck shit, and we'll be like, yay! Yeah, Fuck yeah dude. that's gonna be my new Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yay! We were not helpful to Joey Avery, but at least he got a place to run his new jokes. All right. 
Your next, I don't know why I'm being musical tonight. I'm not feeling particularly musical. Uh, your next comedian might or might not be feeling, I've never seen him sing. I don't know. You do karaoke, man? I don't know. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Brady Hold. It's Orange, Final Vizier, Torn Pages from Goldstein, Leo Cabron. I'm Brady Hold. I did do musical theater. Would you like me to sing a little ditty? How about, how about this? Uh, that face, that face, that glorious face. It's from the producers. Yeah, that was that's a thing. It's a musical comedy. Laugh at that. Um, let's let's get into the meat of it, the business, the the jokes, the funny stuff, the the chuffa, the 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 the, the stuff. You know the. Do you guys feel like you're more of a Disneyland or more of a camping trip? Let me let me just put it to you like this. My ex, when I was with her, she wanted to go to Disneyland, and I wanted to go on a camping trip. And it got me thinking about the types of people that go to Disneyland. You know, there's some people that go, and they love it, and then everyone else, um, and they still have to go. So... I was thinking, like, there's the fakeness of the Disneyland trip, you know, versus the realness of nature and reality. So maybe I should have seen that as a sign of how fake she was and just broke up with her there. Right? um, Disneyland. Okay. We're, um, I, uh, (coughs) I, uh, was thinking about credit card debt, right? It seems like it's just one of those things that never goes away, especially after being in a relationship where you ran up like 18 grand in credit card debt. It's never going to go away. What are you going to do about it? You've got it. It's never all the way down to zero. It's like body fat percentage, right? This guy lifts. He knows what I'm talking about. You never get it all the way down to zero. That would be unhealthy. You need fat in your brain to make it function, to have uh, neurons and synapses fire and stuff. I, uh, uh, I, I don't agree that we need debt to make our neurons fire, but maybe, maybe it's like a fire that we're just like feeling deep in our credit loins that we need to have burn, you know, so you could be like, oh, yeah, my, you know, my credit... It's down to like 2% body credit. I, I can take this fat guy out for a spin. Uh, <laughs> what a, look at me, I'm limber. Like, like, a di- like, a, like, a, like, a, like a bird, like a penguin. Penguins aren't limber. I don't know why I said that. I, they're the least limber bird possible. They walk with like their feet an inch apart. They have no thigh gap. They, they just like, and then they like just put their fat belly over their egg for like ever. I saw that Morgan Freeman documentary. I was high as fuck. It was the best way to watch it. Marching of the penguins. Yes, we can get through this together. Thank you. Let's, let's make this work. Let's let's have a let's have it be a thing. Anyway, I'm 29 now. I'll be 30 next year. And I I worry that, like, I'm approaching that age where people are, like, you know, not surprised by me randomly dying by some kind of uh, 
car fire involving trash and dabbing. I don't know. That's about all I have for jokes. I'm Brady Hold. Brady Hold. Trash and dabbing. The name of his new band coming out with their new single. Don't, don't smoke crack in the back of my car. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Comments for Brady Hold. Colin Holt's taking the mic. Yeah, just grab it. Rip it just, off. Yeah, just grab it. Yeah. So why are you feel like, why are you feel, why are you feel like you're not reaching that age? God you, damn it. Because human? This comment was brought to you by Bullet Bourbon. Hey, thank you, Bullet Bourbon. <laughs> He's drank the whole bottle. <laughs> why, why do you feel like you're reaching that age where uh, the whole dabs thing? Talk about that. Okay, because, like, nobody... If you hear somebody die, like, in their 20s, it's like, yeah, oh, it's so sad, you know? They but then like so hard. They were... Yeah, but then, like, if, if somebody dies randomly, you know, and they're, like, 30, as opposed to the last week, maybe they're 29, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can see that. You know, like... <laughs> maybe I see what Colin is saying. Go deeper into it, because dabbing is not that hardcore. Maybe, like, uh, huffing... I'm just thinking, like... Or heroin. This, it's, it's not... But it's not herpes on your lip. It's because you burned it the, from the huffing of the it, computer duster. There was I a hair on the microphone. Um, I don't know how I got there. I, I... The only reason I say, like, me, because, like, I'm, I dab in my car with my bong, and, like, I worry when I light the, the torch that I'm going to, like, catch my trash on fire and die in some kind of car fire. <laughs> and tire fires burn for a long time. Yeah, right? And I have four of them. Um, and it's your house. Maybe make a joke You don't about have a spare? There's, uh, yeah, there's five. five. There's a fifth one. Can, can you add something in there if you're going to continue the car fire thing that you, you don't have a... Um, I mean, I know you that you live there, but you don't have a... Bam, 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 bam. You don't have a... Bam, bam. You don't have a fire alarm. Oh. But you live in your car. But I have a car alarm. You have a car alarm. <laughs> like you could do something with like, because you don't have a fire alarm, so you're dabbing in your car, and you're worried. You're not worried about the smoke, but then you should be worried about the smoke. You could get like, a THC alarm. May I also say, uh, law enforcement, please take note. He dabs in his car. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I don't know what kind of stories no you're No one knows up. who Brady Hold is. It's you're okay. Just, they can't find him. I've been playing a character of an open mic comedian for the last two years. <laughs> He's actually uh, Jamie Kennedy. This is actually... <laughs> You've been X. <laughs> Does anyone have any... Oh, that was Colin... Get put it in. Yeah, give it to give it to Jeremy. Give it give it to Colin. Colin, pass it pass it to Colin. your right. Pass it, Colin, Colin there. <laughs> hey, hey, right on for getting up here, man. I, I think that uh, I I, I kind of felt like work in progress, right? There were a couple uh, uh, concepts that I really liked, like the uh, the the credit card, the the credit loins. And uh, and D Disney is is pregnant with opportunities, so mm -hmm. I think just kind of meditate on that. Like I, I'm kind of thinking like uh, you know uh, Mickey Mouse's loins with a prototype for the first credit card or something like this, you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 but but the uh, material. Oh, no to work no no, with, Minnie Mouse's snatch because you'd put the card in the snatch and pull it out, right? There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but right on, right on. I I dig it, yeah. Workshop at all. This is all new. Just thought of five minutes ago. Wow. Everybody clap for Brady Holt's new thoughts and jokes. Yay! Love you guys.
And then, yay! Now I get to tag Heterotopia because DJ Asik did a, he gave a little talking. Or your next comedian, we need to get him up before he falls down, everybody. Put your hands together. The very funny. Tonight, sponsored by Bullet Kentucky Bourbon. Straight Kentucky Bourbon from the homestead, baby. It's Colin Holtz. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right. Um, I don't know. I went on a... This is just like a story about the best date. It's my favorite it's my favorite date that I went on. I was out with a very nice lady we'd been seeing each other for a little while. We were holding hands at this bar and this man came up and he goes, "Hey." He points to her and he said, "Hey, while we were holding hands, you should smile more." <laughs> while we were holding hands, and that's okay. It's, it was all right because uh, I, we were entertained by his date the whole night. Like it got, he was, uh, he's a huge dick. He, I mean, obviously. But like he was such a huge dick during his date that while he was in the bathroom, his date Irish goodbyed him. And then when she left, that's when he was like, hey, lady, you're already on a date, clearly, but you should smile more. And then, and then he said, by the way, you should come over to my place tomorrow morning for tacos. And then he looked at me and he goes, oh, yeah, and you too, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, the fu- his name was Dustin. Of course it was fucking Dustin. I don't know why I would be like, yeah, it's, of course his name was fucking Dustin, but it was. Uh, yeah, uh, he works at a place on Fillmore in like 22nd, and it's apparently really fancy. And he was like, yeah, you should come for tacos too. I, at any point, feel free to just be like, why? Or like, ask me some questions about this because I honestly have no idea where I'm going. I'm just like shooting from the hip here. So, because I, I mean, I don't know you guys. You guys are definitely fucking welcome, but I do know you guys. You guys are certainly welcome. So, by any, at any point, just be like, why are you even talking about this? Or what is this? Why is this important to you? Because I don't know yet, but it feels important. I don't his name was Dustin. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I still have his card with his signature on it if anybody's interested. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, he is a sous chef at some restaurant, like I said, at, at Fillmore and 22nd, like, right by International Cafe. Actually, right next to where that lady got beat up for wearing Google Glass, I feel like that is very apropos. Just, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he just fits the attitude for anybody that's down there right now. I have no idea. All right. Um, I think that it is a... Uh, 
With the term mansplain being so popular right now, it must be very hard for male gynecologists out there. <laughs> just, just like, uh, oh, it, oh, you're gonna mansplain my parts to me? And it's like, listen, does your boyfriend love your parts? Yes, I'm sure he does. Does your girlfriend love your parts? Yes, I'm sure she does. But I respect them so much that I took four years of school to understand them. I t <laughs> like, or I don't know how long it takes to become a gynecologist. Maybe it's fucking six years. I'm sorry, gynecologists. <laughs> uh, to underplay however long the dedication takes. But there, there you go. Uh, I guess I have to end it there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ended on a really, really good one. Colin Olds. Comments from Joey Avery right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I mean, obviously the whole story is great, but. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> For everyone at home, Colin Holtz has gone offline as the bullet bourbon so sorry. in his hand to <laughs> knock the mic. Uh, I think there's a lot of like, like, obvious themes that make that funny that if you want to get a laugh point you just have to obviously state like when he comes up and he's telling the girl to smile more it's like this moment where you're like I don't know if I was supposed to be offended for her or for me okay because well, <laughs> when that happened I was like wait are you serious yeah. and like I just started laughing because I'd like I'd never heard that before yeah, and I, I, you hear ladies talk about it all the time, and I was like, "This is real." Yeah, but then you it's dropped like the whole, your smile. <laughs> it's like the whole theme of this joke is like, I should be offended because he's being sexist, but I'm mostly offended because he's counting me out. You know, <laughs> like, and that's a great takeaway where it's like assholes, like assholes are shitty to everyone it just shows up in a different format so if someone else was there he could have been racist he could have been sexist all these things i just i think that's like the theme and so it'll be interesting if you want to expand the bit to explore some of those topics within the context of that story Fuck. fucking great he said that he wanted you to come over for tacos in the morning right? well like reluctantly in in the morning yes but I just uh, so I think maybe like come up with some reasons like not tonight. Listen, t tonight's not good. But if you wait, the morning is gonna be perfect for your girl and you to come over. And tacos aren't even a breakfast food, so I find that to be pretty awesome too. <laughs> so, and I think tacos maybe like, aren't even. That's a great line. Tacos yeah. aren't even a breakfast food. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, that's this is a great line. Tacos aren't even a breakfast food. <laughs> you could say that in your colony way. Wait, quick, say it in your colony way. Tacos aren't even a breakfast food. There you go. Like, as if that's the ridiculous part. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I think just, yeah, imagine what would have happened also if you had gone and accepted the offer, you know, maybe. Well, he handed his card to her, and then she was like, you should go get tacos with him tomorrow. <laughs> so, wait, wait, you still have this card. Oh, yeah, it's in my room somewhere. Oh, okay, and you haven't bought pizza for the entire Sylvan house yet. Oh, it wasn't a pizza place. I don't know where it was. It well, was. Oh, it wasn't like a MasterCard. It was like a gift card. 
It was a it was a coaster from his work oh. that had his work on it, and then he like autographed it. Like I was I'm so the sous chef. Confused. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. Now I got it. You get you get to take a girl there at some point and have two tacos for free. You're really gonna spend fifty. Oh, you there. know what the best part was? Was that he he had all these arm tattoos, and then his favorite one was this one that it, it was a giant Paps Blue Ribbon tattoo, <laughs> and. He was just like, fuck, like, like fucking Dennis Hopper. He was just like, Paps Blue Ribbon, motherfucker. <laughs> he was so proud of it. All right. Anyway. Be so proud of him right now, everybody. It's Colin Holtz. Yay, Colin Holtz. I have a Paps Blue Ribbon tattoo on my neck, but I try not to pat it all the time because he was a, he was a, but you get to eat free food. Come on now. Your next commute, you need to take him up on that one. Chefs give you a card with free food. All it means is you're getting a free appetizer next time you go in there. Your next comedian, um, hey, I wish next time when you show up late, you should bring us all appetizers. We want some like foie gras some tiny little brioche toasts. You know what I'm talking about? So delicious for the joke workshop. We're going to enjoy his jokes right now. We're going to eat them up like tiny little canapes. Put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. Honestly. Uh, I, I'm not a chef, Pam. I'm a carpenter, so I can bring like a bag of sawdust or something you can all share. That would be that would be about what I could provide. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, you know, this weekend you had that uh, millennials versus Gen X thing, and it really it really got me soul searching. You know, and uh, as a political comic, I, I I feel I just it's my responsibility to tell you guys, uh, I'm gonna vote for Trump. I've changed my mind, I'm voting for Trump. See, I figure, I figure the best days are behind me. I mean, I, I, I just got prescription glasses. I, I'm, my beard is so gray now. I, I, I still play on a competitive rugby team. And uh, I tell you, I'm not getting faster, I'm not getting stronger, I'm not getting in better shape. Uh, I'm not getting better. My eyes are going. My teeth are going. All my aches and pains are back. I got a lump on my nutsack. It's all downhill from here, and I'm just ready to bring on Armageddon. Let's get Trump here. Let's get him president, and let's bring on the final solution. And I mean planetary. I don't want to wait. I don't want this global warming thing to drag on for 20 years. I'll be, in my, I'll be like 70. I want to die when I'm still in my 50s and I still don't need, you know, the little blue pill, you know. So, yeah, bring on Trump. And, you know, I figure he'll keep me busy for those last five years, too. You know, building that wall, like I said, I'm in carpentry. I, I'm ready to build that wall. It's, you know, it's one job I won't have to fight a Mexican for. I'll be, I'll be plenty of work, plenty of work. It'll be great. So anyway, Bernie Man sucks. Ah, half the crowd loved that. Is that why nobody's here? They're all at the playa or some shit? Yeah, Bernie Man sucks. So uh, someone put out this thing that apparently California is, uh, has put like 40 or 50 infants on their gang database. Infants. 
And uh, I thought I was obviously making a joke when I said, well, if, you know, if the cute little booty fits, you know, just to, from like, you know, wear it. And like one guy said that I deserve the longest, slowest death possible. Someone liked his comment. And this other lady went on this whole tirade like, no, not if the booty fits, wear it. Don't you know anything about African-American history? This is the first step in the... And I was like, the first... She said it like it's been going on forever, like we've been putting out these databases for infants forever. And I I guess I really don't know my African-American history. You know, I thought cute little booty was obvious. I was going to put some more in there, like, hey, what, what do you expect? You know, he had... He was wearing his diaper, like, sagging, you know, he didn't have his diaper all pulled up, you know? He was wearing all them gang colors, he had a, he had an insignia birthmark, it was obvious, he was a gangster. So I'm spilling out some, some milk for the homies. It was just obvious this kid had gang written all over him. All right, thank you very much. Gang babies, comments for his babies i really liked the baby joke but i would maybe just not use booty because at first i thought you were talking about their butt well no i think that's what he's getting at too is the booty oh. the butt it's uh, no like i was using a reference to if the shoe fits wear it and i said yeah. if the cute little booty what fits wear it like like a booty shoe. Right. No, I got booty shoe, but then it's also a euphemism to booty the butt. Like that's you're definitely making a call. No, because if you say booty, that's the whole what makes the joke is that they're black and you're talking about the booty, but you're not talking about the shoe. Oh, that's what, that was right. You're over talking my head. about the shoe, not about their butt. So it's like a racist joke, sort of, but in a cute way, like, right? Maybe like, I am a racist. No, but it's, right? Madison, that's what you thought it was. is still uncomfortable. No, I didn't think he was saying that, but I thought that, like, it could be interpreted in that That's way. how I interpreted it, exactly. I interpreted it as it was a black baby and the booty, because it's a gang member, so obviously they're black. And if the booty fits, because black people have booties, but it's cute because it's a booty that's like a knit booty. Right. And they also have little knit caps, too. You can talk about their tiny little knit caps that are super, super gangster. Well, I do have one about how his, his little baby bonnet was, you know, tilted to one side. Obvious gang-related wear. I didn't well, that's with the hats. They tilt the hats. But I liked the sagging diaper. I thought it was a little obvious, but I still was on board with it. I thought, I mean, I just thought it was a cute racist joke. I don't know. If you're going to say he's sagging, you might as well put shit in his diaper to make it sag. Well, that's the euphemism there, too, is that it's sagging because there's already poop in it. Yeah, but he didn't say it. No, he <laughs> yeah, doesn't I don't like to, to go blue. <laughs> but he's talking about diapers, so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought it was cute diapers, but you definitely lean toward the racism with booty. That I think that's, that's why I thought it was funny, because that's what you're doing. I mean, it's just in a cute old dude way. That You could talk about knitting booties. Maybe you finally learned how to knit. I should have said knit booty, maybe. Okay. Question. How big is that thing on your balls? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a tr- it's a trick I've learned. Believable lies. Oh. Oh, so you don't actually have like a... No, I do need glasses. My teeth are bad. I am going gray, but I don't have a... Lo- but that's like the type of thing. Like as you age, you start having like growths in weird places and they get cancerous. No, look, you got Colin nervous about his balls. Yeah. It's like maybe my balls are bad. Maybe I got bad balls, dude. Don't, don't let him have bad balls. Oh, look, we have a phone call. What? Mutiny Radio. Sweet Gail. 
All right, should I just should I just kill time for a minute while she answers no, this phone no, call? No, 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 it's Sweet Gale, you guys. It is Sweet Gale. I knew it. All right, is that it? Thank you. Hi, sweet Katie, Gale, do you want to talk? Let's hey, Sweet Gale, do you want to say anything about Matthew Quirk? About who? About exactly. Do you want to say anything about Colin Holtz? Colin Holtz. You want? You want oh, to, sweet Gale. You need Colin Kaepernick? No, Colin Holtz. Do you want to say anything about Colin Holtz? Well, where is he? What He's a guy who made the movie about you. What is wrong with you? He waited. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So, do you want anything to say anything about him? Because he's on right now. Hi, sweet what Gail. What does he know? Uh, ask him if he ever got into a festival. It, 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 she wants to know if you ever got into a festival. Uh, no, Gail, we did not get into a festival. That's not true. You were at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this year, so you particularly yeah, yeah, got into a festival. That's true. Buzz going with that. But as long as you can say something nice about Colin Colin Holtz, or I have to let you go. You gonna say something nice about Colin Holtz? What is this? Ah! <laughs> she has nothing nice to say about Colin Holtz. She doesn't get to talk at all. Everybody, put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! Sweet Gail doesn't listen anyway, so I can say she spoils the pot without saying she spoils the pot. Because she doesn't know that I said that. Ha, ha, ha. Because she never listens. Your next comedian listens to everything you guys say. And um, it might be changing him as a comedian, or he might continue doing um, his same favorite joke over and over. We don't know what's going to happen. He does take amazing pictures, and we're so happy that he is such a great supporter of the station. Put your hands together for George Davis! Hi, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, speaking of, what's that, said Kaepernick? She mentioned on the phone, right? That was pretty cool this weekend, right? Right? Black guy didn't stand up for the national anthem, you know, or whatever. Star Spangled Banner, that's it, it's not the national anthem. Sometimes people wonder why they don't do those things, because a lot of people don't know, like, the third verse of that dumb song. It goes, uh, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you might not want to stand for that if you're a brother, right? <laughs> anyway, I just want to bring that up. Now the crap that I wrote, which is always the funniest. <laughs> so they say great minds think alike, which is bullshit because it's not that like great minds think alike. Minds think alike. It doesn't take anything special. You just say it to feel good about yourself when you say something you think is clever next to that person who says something clever. And you're like, hey, <laughs> great minds think alike, right? But, you know, they never say the second fucking part, right? But, you know, but fools seldom disagree, right? which basically tells you to go fuck yourself on the first part. But anyway, you could say great minds think alike, minds think alike, because we're all basically the same damn thing. You could say dead minds think alike, racist minds think alike. <laughs> all of us, because we're all basically the same goddamn thing with a couple of screws twisted one way or the other, you know, which didn't save me one time, because that was, uh, once again, Back when I was like early, early homeless, like I was fucking uh, in Oakland and uh, I met this guy and he was being really nice and tried to let me stay at his hotel. But when I got to that little pink hotel in downtown Oakland, he was like, well, now that you're here, basically we got to fuck. And I was like, 
you know, I'm cool, man. I think I'll sleep outside. You know, I looked at his beard, and I was like, I don't think I could kiss you, dude. So <laughs> he kept trying to, like, comfort. I'm like, hey, man, how about this? I'm going to sleep on the floor. You see on the bed, we just rocked this bitch out till evening, right? I'll buy you a drink. We'll fucking leave it alone. He's like, no, that ain't happening. So I got the fuck out. I tried to kiss him. It didn't work. I felt that goddamn beard. Like, I look at you, the little side of the scruff on your face. I'm like, it, it ain't happening. Ain't happening. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had this one dumb thing. I just wanted to see if it's funny at all. All right. Let's see if I can even do this anymore. I'll be able to do this a lot better when I was younger. Let's see. All right. Like, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, here. I'll do my favorite joke, but I'll do it this way. Right. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Aquaman tells you this fucking joke. Let's see if I can Thank you very much. Underwater sounds and creepy weird music behind George Davis. Um, I have some comments uh, first. So, minds think alike is great. It's a great punchline. It's a great thought thing happening. Mine's not great. Mine's thing like just mine's thing like duh. I liked all of that, and I felt like you could keep going. You were like, racist racist minds think alike. You know, you can say, Asian minds think alike. You can say you can say whatever you want. But then I thought it would be funny if you brought it to mimes think alike, just because it's silly. So you could like get excited and then like mimes think alike, obviously because they can't even talk to each other. They're just like doing all these stupid motions. I thought that would bring it to a dumb place, but I really like that minds think alike and then going on and on. And then my other thing was with when you were with the dude and you were like, this ain't gonna happen because, and then you didn't give us three reasons. It seems like an apt place to have like three reasons. Like this ain't gonna happen because me touching the side of your face is like when I touch my balls or me touching your, you know, the back of your neck is like, is like playing with my lower back. I don't mean to do with hair, but that you mentioned hair. So, but like me feeling your tongue in my mouth would be like, you know, kissing my mother when she was drunk or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you said this great thing. It ain't going to happen because, and then you didn't give us the because, and I was like, waiting for it. But I really love that you did totally new material tonight in a great new direction, and I thought both premises really have promise. Cool. Thanks. Anybody else? We have more people. Uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool. You did the great mind single light, but fools seldom disagree. I thought that was, was really cool because, yeah, no one mentions the second part. Is that actually part of that quote? That's so cool. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> I didn't know that. I think that's awesome. I love it when I learn something by watching someone. So I think maybe it'd be cool if you take other um, quotes and just give us a second part, even if it's not real. Like, you know, like there's no such thing as free lunch, except, I don't know, you know. When I buy the motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Gotcha. Perfect. Thanks. Any other comments? All right, George D. Smith. Woo! Uh, I actually, this week, did something special. I downloaded an updated uh, thing to be able to watch this next comedian's video on the YouTubes. I did. My, um, my... 
pad that Jonathan gave me because I would never buy anything like that for myself. Uh, it didn't have the flash plugin to be able to play YouTube. And so I downloaded it just to see your dating video, which I laughed at really hard when you're hopping in the funny positions and then you go, Oh, I didn't see you there. It's so funny because you obviously set the camera up yourself. So you had me from the beginning where I was like, fuck yeah. And then you didn't say anything in the whole thing. You like talked about vapid nonsense. And I was like, did you have, she has pretty eyeshadow. Is this, this is a joke. Joke, right? Everybody, your next comedian is a very funny lady. Put your hands together. It's Ginny Hogan. Hey, Madison. Um, I just got your Facebook message. I'm not hungover, uh, but I do want Doritos. Um, my, yeah, Madison just asked me if I was hungover because of my uh, sunglasses. My eyes really fucked up. You can see Colin kind of like yelped a little when he's like, like not the restaurant review site, like the noise. Um, with like a, ah, God. it's. I'll show you guys for like a. No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. It's really bad. I'm wearing so, I'm, and then I wore a lot of makeup to like kind of cover it up. I just when I get really sleep deprived, I I have a twin bed, and then I have a friend from high school who's visiting who insisted on sleeping in the twin bed with me, and it's just been like the whole thing is a fucking. Okay, it's really. I don't want to do. Okay, it's bad. It's pretty bad. Right, Pam? It's bad. It's it, the eyes. My one of these eyes is like drooping. Yeah, you can see it. It's from like sleep deprivation. It'll go away soon. It'll go away soon. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good yeah, good call. Um, but I would love Doritos. <laughs> You're offering. Um, okay, so I have been thinking recently that I need to like date an older guy because I have a really low sex drive. Um, like my friend's dating this 38 year old and she like complains that he only wants to have sex like twice a week and I'm like oh my god like make that like once a week. And that would, like, still be more often than I want to have sex, but, like, at least kind of moving in the right direction. Like, I always look forward to that part in a relationship where you can kind of, like, get past the honeymoon phase and you no longer have to have sex every day, you know? You can, like, transition into, like, every other day. You don't know? You've never been in a relationship? Um, uh, And then you can transition into, like, sex every other day and then, like, every three days. And then, like, eventually, like, never. Um, Which is, like, really great to know. Like, if you... (laughs) If you, like, put in the hours of, like, having sex with someone, eventually you get to just, like, not date them anymore, which I found to be really nice. Um, like, my ex-boyfriend and I were considering getting back together, like, six months after we broke up, and I was like, okay, this isn't technically, like, a new relationship, so I don't really feel like we should have to do the, like, sex every day thing again. I feel like we've, like, adequately, you know, like, discovered each other's bodies and stuff. Um, so we ended up agreeing mutually to not get back together. It's fine. Um, I, uh, so... Yeah, I have trouble with orgasms, and my only, well, my biggest concern is that I know that it makes me, like, you have trouble with orgasms? Oh, I thought you said triple orgasms. No. No. I've had at least three in my life, though. Um, I, uh, (laughs) trouble. And I, my, I don't like this because I know that it makes me evolutionarily less robust, you know? Like, I want my kids to have that procreating gene. Um, but I'm not alone in this struggle. Like, uh, I was reading the Wikipedia orgasm page, and I learned, I was like learning how to, trying to figure out how to do it better. And I learned that, like, 60% of women surveyed uh, reported that, there's heterosexual women reported having been, like, uh, dissatisfied uh, during sex at some point in their lives. Um, and the other 40% were not part of the survey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I, uh, yeah, so I was reading this Wikipedia page and I learned all kinds of like fascinating things about orgasms. One thing I learned is that uh, women are a lot more likely to fake orgasms than men are. Uh, I like don't really understand 
totally how a man could have a fake orgasm. Like, I think you'd have to get, like, a gag penis that, like, emitted, like, the cream from, like, a Boston cream by donut or something. Like, if you were going to make that work. But anyway, that was fascinating. Um, and then... Basically, I think, like, the thing is, so a lot of, I feel like a lot of people, like, discover, like, women discover, like, how to masturbate, like, when they, like, slide down a staircase or something, like, I feel like I hear about that. Um, I grew up in Manhattan, though, and we just, like, took the elevator everywhere, so my vagina was, like, pretty untouched for a long time, uh, and it took me a while to figure out kind of how to, how to do that. Um, but, okay, yeah, so I kept reading this Wikipedia orgasm page, and I learned that all an orgasm really is is just the release of a buildup of sexual tension. I was like, okay, great. Then if I just wait a couple more weeks, I'll like have one in my next like meeting with my boss. Um, <laughs> just like <laughs> really getting out of control. And then the next section on the Wikipedia page was called clitoral vaginal relationships, but I skipped it because like those never work out, you know. <laughs> and um, then I uh, then the next section was on how uh, doctors are working on finding a cure to the refractory period, how to eliminate that. You know the refractory period, like the period of time where you can't have sex? I just wonder if the doctors who are working on eliminating the refractory period like know that like people still get cancer, you know? Um, I, th I don't know why you'd want to get rid of the refractory period. Like it's a great like snack break or like you can like watch a YouTube video or something. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I get it. I also like experience like the refractory period like personally. Like I have to wait at least like 20 minutes after peeing to like pee again. <laughs> Okay, I'm Ginny, I'm done. Yay, Ginny. Any comments? I loved your set, and you should check out Oh My God, Yes, because they have like videos to teach you how to <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> Since you looked it up on Wikipedia, you could like make up that, you know, some half-baked bullshit, you know, since Wikipedia sometimes, you know, it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I just wrote, oh my god, yes, dot com down. Awesome new jokes, nothing to say, just like Joey Avery, Jenny Hogan, yeah! I have to apologize, I wasn't paying attention because someone last night on the station fucking fucked up and didn't show up for the rental that was last night, and he had this person flying in from Milwaukee to do a set and all this stuff, and the guy who was supposed to be here didn't show up, and so now I look like an asshole. So I apologize for not listening to your jokes, but I'm totally trying to deal with the concept that there's people that are like thinking that I'm an asshole, but it's because I trusted another adult human being to show up when they said they were going to show up and they chose not to. So <sighs> these are the kind of people I work with at Muni Radio. Yay! None of these responsible people that show up every week for a show that they don't, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be all bummer, but God damn it. Sometimes it sucks when adults just can't. Hold their shit together. Like when you say you're gonna, none of these, none of these comedians here, if you booked them for a show, would not show up, and they wouldn't go like, oh my god, I put it in my calendar for the other week, and I'm just, it's a problem. So thank you, comedians, for being some of the only. Give yourselves a hand for being some of the only people that actually show up when they say they're gonna show up in the world. <laughs> Yay, comedians show up to things. No, I'm serious. You guys, you should give yourselves a hand because when you say you're gonna be somewhere, you're always there. If you're booked on a show. And if you're not, you always Facebook and say something. I, seriously, normal people are assholes. 
your next comedian is not a normal person. He's a comedian. And he shows up when he says he's going to show up. If he shows up, if he says he's going to show up, he does it. He runs shows. He was part of the whole Desi Comedy Fest. He had tons of shows in different cities. He had to show up in different places every night for two weeks. And I bet he didn't miss any of them. Like a champion. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Richard Sarvate. Oh, wow. Foot stomp, man. Wow. I feel like I really have to deliver now. Damn, foot stomp. I love this mic. This is you, you can you can actually like you get a useful joke here. You know, like have you ever kept a joke that you tried at the brainwash? <laughs> Never. I've thrown away hours of material <laughs> because I tried them at the brainwash first. <laughs> this is the place. I love this. Uh, I have a friend. He was like 25, and he goes, um, "Man, I think I'm going through a midlife crisis." I was like, "Dude, come on, man." You don't know how long you're going to live. <laughs> like, I would just love it if someone was like, fuck, I'm having a midlife crisis, and they just get, like, hit by a car. <laughs> I don't know. When a baby's crying on an airplane, I always hope it's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you get older, uh, time starts going faster. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I remember the summer was so long, and now, like, 2016 just flew by, and, like, when you're 80, who knows how fast it's going to go. Like, I think that's why old people drive so slowly. I don't know. Cause, <laughs> right? Because they're just in their cars. They think they're just in hyperdrive going down the, f the you know. All right. I thought that was pretty good, but <laughs> thought I made a really astute observation there, but I guess... I guess I'll just shit on Brainwash some more. <laughs> the best mic in the Bay Area. <laughs> uh, so my, uh, my name's Richard, and the reason my dad did that was because he didn't want teachers to have trouble with my name. He's from Bombay. His name is uh, Sherrod. Right? So like, I'm like, dude, but fuck that. Like, I don't want to renounce my culture. I love being Indian, you know? Like, I'm going to name my child, you know, Krishna Subramaniam Hanuman III. <laughs> and just <laughs> fuck the teachers, you know? <laughs> I want the teacher to spend five minutes on my son's name during roll call every time. <laughs> really give that kid the, the teacher-student attention. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, if you have a problem, I mean, there's an easy way to just solve it. I mean, it's just get a bigger problem. <laughs> you know, like... I was like all worried like this girl wasn't texting me back and then I just hit this guy in my car. <laughs> I don't even remember her name, you know? <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, I hate it when you compliment a girl and she goes, I'm flattered. <laughs> if, if you flatter a girl, that's like code for like her pussy is just like on lockdown, you know? <laughs> The more you flatter a girl, like the tighter her vaginal canal is getting. <laughs> you wanna, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, this is, so my mom is schizophrenic, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and so I, I, I'm gonna go from tight vagina material to my mom's mental disease. She, she's schizophrenic and uh, She's been schizophrenic ever since I was a kid. And I was like, Dad, wh why did you marry a schizophrenic woman? And he was like, oh, I, I, just, I just thought she was weird. <laughs> uh, 
just thought she was kind of strange. I was like, I was like, what other girls were you dating that like this like weird woman was super exciting? And it was, everyone was so boring, and this one she was just kind of quirky. Uh, like, what was yeah, I don't know. People say you try to date a woman that's you know like your mother. They say that, so which makes sense because now I'm seeing multiple people. <laughs> uh, that's all for me, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Richard Zarbande! I have nothing to say. You were amazing. Oh, you're sweet. You're I, so funny. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought oh. for the thing about like your mom being schizophrenic, I feel like you could have done more, something more specific than your dad saying like, or could have started with like, I thought she was weird, and then like, I thought she was like an actress, like I thought she was just like trying to work out like different characters and that kind of thing, like do uh. something like specific as to like what your dad thought kind of was wrong with her, mm -hmm. um, that would be not schizophrenic, but like behaving like a schizophrenic person. Like how he justified it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she was auditioning for like a really challenging like role, of, I don't know, something like that, right. um, but better. And then I, uh, okay, what what was the okay? So the joke about your name and how. Mm -hmm you want to give them a really complicated name. So my first thought was that it could be funny if you, when you say your dad's name, like you're like, it is, and then like you like can't pronounce it or whatever. Like, I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. know what it is. Um, <laughs> I like that. But yeah. I almost feel like that might run counter cause, to like the rest of the joke where it's like you want them to have a complicated name. Also, I feel like the complicated name for your kid should include some like ridiculous words. Like what was the, it kind of did. Did it say like supermodel in it? What was it? Uh, it's supermonium, which is an actual okay. name, yeah. Oh, but so I could, like, add some stuff in there, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, chicken vindaloo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maharaja. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like the goal could also... That could be funny if, like, the goal of the joke is to make the teacher feel racist <laughs> while having to say the name. Uh, yeah. Or the goal of the name, yeah. Right. Mm. And then you can just call I, me Steve. Or I like that. Like, I'm a big weird I like that. Yeah. Well, mine is just hacky. I'm sorry. Go this for it. That's all I got. It's all good. Just like the kid, you know, when the kid has like a long name that's hard to pronounce, people just give him a nickname. So like, you gotta think of a name that you don't want the nickname to be like. I don't want this to be the nickname of my kid. Oh right, what like I, Dick, or like or oh yeah. hey, this, <coughs> or this is my kid Richard. Oh Dick, hey, nice to meet you, Dick. I don't know. Wait, wait, I don't want him to have that nickname. Right. So or I, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you're a vindictive parent who's like, oh, this is going to be his fucking nickname. Oh, I would name my kids? Wait, I don't understand. Like BJ. Like BJ is a nickname that people give kids, and you don't necessarily want to give your kids the nickname BJ because... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so you're saying I would avoid that. So like that. Whatever, whatever like long Indian name you've, you could give your kid, you'd be like, well, this could possibly be the nickname or the short yeah. version of the name. Oh, oh, I see. I that see, the okay. teacher would say instead of the actual name. So like Bindala Hala Chattatari, BJ. We're BJ, calling yeah, you yeah. BJ. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> cool, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, when you're talking about your, your mom being schizophrenic and like you asked your dad, I thought you were gonna say, I don't know if you ever heard the expression crazy chicks fuck better. And I thought <laughs> I heard you were that, like, yeah. you know, your, your dad was trying to explain that to you or something. Oh, yeah, he's like, well, you see my son, uh, women when they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, right, right, right. She's I just, just like uh, the, when you're talking about, uh, what's it, um, about the pussy closing up when you're being nice to girls <laughs> Flattering, and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there should, you could like keep delving into that or something like either you're going to be a nice guy or you're going to be a dick. You know what I mean? Laying on one side or the other that thing, you know, because right now it's just like, 
you know, it's just a fact. But there again, you could, you know, just really just drive it home. Oh, I'm going to change. I'm not going to be a nice guy anymore so that I open the pussy. You just have to put on a leather jacket and then the bad boy will come out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right? And then people start calling you BJ instead of, <laughs> or instead of Richard. Um, when you said my dad called me Richard and he did that because mm-hmm. I thought that you were playing on the fact that Richard, the nickname for that is Dick instead of like that you're Indian and that he didn't choose. Oh, so, so it wasn't clear. So yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, if you're with the rest of your set, it might make sense. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It was so that, yeah, it would, I wouldn't have a complicated Indian name. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Yay. Richard Zafate. Yay. Here on the Joke Workshop. I've calmed down from my uh, moment, the other moment, just adults. So hard. Uh, I feel like Jeff Dean is growing a man bun. What is happening on the back of your head? What are you growing back there? Oh, oh okay. I thought maybe you were you were birthing a baby bunny out of the top of your head or something. I didn't know what's happening. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny uh, young man, and I'm hoping that someday he does uh, as many. Pu- maybe he'll do a set while doing push-ups, and that would make me happy <laughs> but he doesn't have to do it tonight just someday you could just show off your physical prowess by saying jokes and doing push-ups at the same time although that might not be good because the audience couldn't see you as well because you'd be on the ground anyways put your hands together for your next comedian jesse warren you stink so shitty you got me crazy i remember i think one time alex warren he tried to do a set while doing a handstand and it went awful Never gonna do that. Yeah, his joke, I guess. Uh, I can't come in most positions. I don't know how to come in most positions. Like usually when I gotta come now, it's usually from behind, like a bush or a or a tree, something like that. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to master the cold approach. I'm trying to master it. That's when I walk up to a girl that I. Uh, I've never met before, and I shove an icicle up her butt. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't work all the time, but it's a numbers game, I've been told. And if I do it enough times, it might work. Uh, I, I hate when hot girls like post these really dolled up selfies with like a caption about how much looks don't matter. It'll be like this fucking selfie and it'll be like it's on the inside that's what counts or something like that which is fucked up I think it's really mean I think it's like a really like rich kid on his boat with uh with a caption that says hey man money can't buy happiness I think it's a really fucked up thing to do cool uh I uh I was in I saw this preview for this movie on hazing and it reminded me of my experience getting hazed. I was in a frat, and I got hazed. And yeah, it was, yeah, it's pretty surprising. I know I don't fit the part. I don't fit the stereotype at all. So, but it was crazy, because right beforehand, I was, like, so scared to get hazed, because we had all heard these stories. They're crazy. Like, people, like, fucking die. And there's just a whole bunch of gay shit that goes down um, when you get hazed. So we were, like, the night before, we all, like, looked at each other, all 30 of us, and we're like, all right, we're going to do whatever it takes to get through this, all right? It's gonna get weird, but we're ready. And then the next day we start getting hazed, the first thing is we just have to start cleaning and reciting litany. Uh, and then three days later, we find out that's all we have to do is just clean and recite litany. So after it was done, I was just 
So I was like, what? what the fuck's going on? I, so I walked up to the guy in charge. I was like, hey, man, like, I want to be a brother. Don't I have to do something intense. Like, don't I have to suck a bunch of dicks and, like, totally hate it? And, because, uh, like, what? It's like a good excuse to, it's like the only non, all right. Uh, I wanted to suck some dick. Let's talk about uh, James Blunt. No, let's talk about uh, jeans. So I bought these jeans recently. And when I bought them at the checkout counter, the lady goes, all right, so never wash these. Never wash these jeans. And I, uh, to me, that's unheard of, not washing jeans. I got to wash them. And I'm like, all right, so never wash. Well, what happens if they get really dirty and, un and smelly and unbearable? She goes, okay, if you really have to, if they get unbearably smelly, then put them on and walk out into the open ocean. That's what she told me. Exactly. <laughs> fucking hippie ass shit. Uh, so I did it. I walked out into the ocean in these jeans. And uh, that was just something that happened. So James Blunt, like I think it was like eight years ago, he had this song called You're Beautiful. You guys know that song? It's the one that goes, you're beautiful. Yeah, that's the extent I'm willing to commit to that act, act at. But that was the song, right? And uh, it's a song about James. He goes down to the subway. He sees this beautiful girl that he knows he'll never be with, and it, ru it fucks him up, it ruins his whole day. He can't, he can't keep going in that day. And uh, I'm like, James, like that's a sad way to live your life. Does that happen every time you see a girl you're never gonna be with? Because if that happened to me, my life would be in shambles right now. Maybe not shambles, because I don't know what those are, but probably it'd be pretty bad. It'd be pretty, all right, I'm done, thank you guys. Jesse Warren. Smelly jeans. Yeah. <laughs> or not, I don't know. Somebody smell his pants. Somebody hey. haze, somebody be hazed. There you go. Did you they smell funny? With your jeans? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give feedback. Is that cool? I'm going. Was your joke about the selfies? Was that inspired by my selfie yesterday? The <laughs> not everything is about Ginny <laughs> about me. My, my eye group selfie. <laughs> No, no, me. Um, uh, that's what I thought of when you said the joke. I think your frat joke is funny. I, I think you need to get to the punchline in like one sentence. When you okay, when you say like hazing, I'm like not the kind. You wouldn't think it would happen to me. Are you like being sarcastic? But you don't think like because I feel like you're pretty like fratty. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why Pat, uh, Pam laughed yeah, I think when I said I was. When you say like, it's, like oh, it's not the kind of thing you would think would happen to me. Yeah. But I think it is probably. Kind of yeah, thing. okay. But I, I don't even think you need that part of the joke. I think you should just say, like, I was in a frat and, like, you know, hazing can, like, be really intense. Like, they can, like, make people suck dicks and that kind of thing. It's, like, it's extreme, but we just had to, like, clean. Isn't that fucked up? Like, I didn't give us, like, any dicks. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just think you should get there in, like, sure, one yeah. sentence. Yeah. Did you not get to drink? Like, that was, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, usually they most They make you drink, it. like, a stupid amount of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, where people die. Yeah, yeah. Because you have yeah, to drink, yeah. like, a whole bottle of Jack in this amount of time. Yeah, yeah, we, our frat used to do it, and then they got in trouble, so then they just made it easy the year I got there. And it was just well, then maybe you should lament, like, you're, like, going in as an alcoholic, and you were like, I've been preparing for, I've yeah. been drinking bottles of yeah. Jack to the face since I was 14 for yeah. this. And keeping up my grades. What? <laughs> and now I don't even get to, now I just have to clean and I don't even get to be drunk while I'm doing it or something. I mean, I don't know, because alcoholism and frat boys go together like cocaine and waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's someone else's joke. I'm sorry. I shouldn't steal that stuff. <laughs>
I th- oh, am I going? I'm so <laughs> I think for the James Bond joke, I think that's really funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to figure the James Bond joke is funny. I think the funnier part about that joke, though, is that he's, he wrote this, like, incredibly romantic song about staring at a girl he doesn't know on the subway. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. rather than, like, going through what's going on in his head, like, yeah. the rest of the day, it's, like, funny that he's just, like, It's kind star- of creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I really like the fratty joke. I think it's a good premise because I was in a business fraternity. It wasn't even like a real one. <laughs> but I remember they, <laughs> they like hazed me and I like kind of wanted to be hazed like worse, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, old yeah, school, yeah, totally. they do all those things and it looks like you're going to become really close with these people because you like yeah. have a rope tied to your dick or something. Yeah. They don't do any of that. Dude, that's exactly how I exactly, felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, we could go do, yeah. do that now to, <laughs> if you wanted. Yeah. We could. I think. I think. I think. I think actually going the opposite way and like, if you maybe look extra broy or something, or maybe you just did a joke about like the gym, you could say like, "Oh, I was in a frat because like, of course, like, play on the fact that you look like fratty, maybe." Yeah, I. Th- I think I'm like kind of ambiguous. Like, I don't know if I look like. A, no, I'm you're like not a, very ambiguous. You're not. Uh, I uh, guess you're not at all. Uh, you mean I don't look like a nice. A nice guy? You do look right, like a nice cool. guy, but you look like a nice guy who was part of a frat okay. that raped girls on the side. You know, okay, just yes. like, yeah. you know. you're, you're ethnically ambiguous, but you look like a frat guy who's okay. ethnically yeah, fair ambiguous. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's, that's fair. Cool. <laughs> you guys. didn't mean to make feel bad about yourself. Oh, no, no, I just, I just wanted to <laughs> like, make sure cool. I got the stereotype With, Well, you've got like a, what, a what, what gauge do you have in your ears? They're fake. They're fake. Oh my they're God! Just, you're such uh, a. You are now boy. doubling down on the imagery. They just. They just. Are you going? Just, why are you at Burning Man, bro? <laughs> you don't have enough money this year to get on the bus. Like, come on. <laughs> can we get back to the how they're many push-ups you can do? They're regular. Do yeah, push-ups. Started with regular push-ups. earrings. They're just not gauges. It's the earrings. <laughs> No, 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 it's no. just an ear. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> Next thing he's going to do, he's going to take off his yeah. muscle hey, suit. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Take off your muscle suit and show us yeah. the scrawny little bitch right. you are. Is that a tanner as well, or are you really... <laughs> Someone make him shotgun a beer. Come on. Shotgun. Shot. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm trying to haze him right now. Yeah. Everybody put your hands together for Thanks, Jesse Jenny. Warren. Jump, jump. Blood, hair, teeth, bitch, horns. My ex-husband was the president of his fraternity, so I know all about hazing. Uh, your next comedian is also divorced. Put your hands together for David Roth. Serial killer. Large pants exploding. Gap show in the window. Oh, my God. There is no Santa Claus. And Jesse Warren's earrings are a fucking scam. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, man. Uh, so I was... I was back in Michigan like a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm from Michigan. It's like a really great place to raise a family that is chronically depressed. And um, my mom, she had had this big smile on her face and she was just like, hey, do you guys want to go to the Holocaust Museum in Detroit? (laughs) She just, she was like ear to ear smile like we were going to Six Flags or something. (laughs) And I was just like, a Holocaust Museum in Detroit? Like, I get, are they trying to corner the market on depression? Like, that, what is the connection? I get Israel, I get DC is like a national, what? It's like 6,000 miles from Detroit. I don't remember any, like, genocide-related incidents happening there. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, figure out what kind of place it must be. 
in Detroit. You know, like, is it going to be like the Ross Dress for Less of Holocaust Museums? Is it going to have, like, irregular shit, like a water-damaged diaries of Anne Frank and, like, five-pointed Jewish stars and signs that say, like, Hail Hilter? Like, I just don't know what I'm going to get in D-Town. What was that, Pam? Sorry, I got the joke. Oh, because they can't spell. Oh my God, Pam, that was. There was like your brain is basically a game of pong. There's like one fucking atom going back and forth. If that's what you just said to me, my God. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Being like being from the tech capital of the world right now, I. This is what I did, Jeff, and 2,000 listeners. I uh, I yelped, I yelped the Holocaust Museum. You know, I wanna before I'm gonna commit to that sadness. I'm just gonna see what I'm in for. Um, so I yelp it, and a reviews come up for the Holocaust Museum. They're actually like surprisingly good, and I'm like scrolling down, and then I land upon a review for the Detroit. I know you've seen this joke three years ago. Uh, I, <laughs> and I land upon this review for like the Detroit Holocaust Museum cafeteria. Yeah. Someone has yelped that. That means that like people are reliving mass genocide. And then like rating a roast beef panini from one to five stars. That's what's, like, that's, the first review was amazing. It was like this guy named Chad H. And his review says, nothing to write home about, typical Holocaust museum fair. <laughs> typical, typical. First of all, nothing to write home about. What are you doing if you're yelping? What exactly, what would you call that? You're writing not just home, you're writing to the world about your fucking opinions. Uh, and then typical is this guy, I thought I was pretty Jewy. If I like, I wanna, what kind of world tour is this guy on? Does he have like a t-shirt with like locations and dates of like Holocaust museums and like the food? Is this guy on his like eighth Buchenwald BLT and then like yet again chasing it down with like a Schindler's Bisque? <laughs> Holocaust puns, Richard. Uh, <laughs> Slap that knee, player. Uh, but I'm, and then like the, ne the next review was like five stars. He's like, he's like, excellent. I would take friends and family here. Like, is this guy, is this guy gonna be like a repeat customer? Like, he's got like out of town. What if, what if you like love the food at the Holocaust Museum? Are you gonna? Because it wasn't like right at the front. You have to like buy a ticket. It's like the entrance. It's like liking I don't know, fucking the TCBY at the airport. You can't just like get the TCBY. You need to enter. And is he gonna like tell his out of town friends like, yeah, you know, just uh, just drive into the Holocaust Museum, take a uh, left at left at Buchenwald, then right past Kristallnacht, and then you'll see like a mountain of shoes, and it's just right there, <laughs> just right there, guys. And then like one, st I, there, then I kept scrolling. There was a one star review, which I feel like is like has to be the most passive aggressive form of anti Semitism possible. You're gonna like poke at the Jews by like attacking our like Gentile seven fifteen hour line cooks at a Holocaust Museum, like. Can we just take it easy on giving the Jewish people one yellow star? I mean, I think that's like a little bit overboard. All right, that's my set. Thanks, guys. We give it four yellow stars here. The joke workshop. That was very funny. That yellow star at the end was very great. Yes, everybody was. David Roth, everybody. David Roth, yay! David Roth. I enjoyed that set very much. Did you? Before anybody else says anything, I want to say that you didn't, I didn't feel like you talked enough about the actual food that's in there. Like, 
oy, they don't have pretzels because it's it's kosher or whatever. Like, you know, there's not, we can't use yeast. Like, the matzah. The pepper, like, where's the pepperoni pizza or something? Right, well, yeah, they go, oh, they, well, do they keep kosher or they do they do the dairy? Like, you can really go into food, which you, I mean, you're, you're already in the Holocaust Museum, which is hilarious, and all of that you have worked out. But Jews are weird about food anyways. Is there a BLT at the, at the, at the museum? Probably not. Or you know what I mean? Like you can talk about, but you can go farther into dairy, like no meat and cheese at the same time or whatever. Like, oh, there's no milk. And then who's, who's making sure it's kosher? You know, like, is there a, if it's a cafeteria and you, ha- they have milk and they have meat, it's your choice to be able to, or is there a person at the door, like a guard, like in the Holocaust that was like, you can't, this is a kosher. You can play with the food there if you want. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was thinking that kosher thing too. And also I was thinking, uh, first of all, you know, how Jewish is it that they're, you know what, someone's a nosh after a nice Holocaust museum. <laughs> and, and, uh, and also, like, how Jewish is it to be gvetching about the, you know. Yeah, put in some Yiddish. That can't hurt. Yeah, Yiddish, Yiddish can't stuff. hurt. It's pretty good. Are you Jewish at all? I'm Jewish enough to be a comedian. That's awesome. Awesome. Get fetching about the Kanishas. Sorry. I think that you should adopt Pam Benjamin's Jewish accent (laughs) (laughs) that she just put on. Um, But also, I think you should play up on like the fact that like maybe there's like a few really really good reviews, and they seem like when they were written, they were in like too good of a mood to just be leaving. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. A Holocaust Museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The, and then you can even act out the reviews, like the the Gavilta fish was so good that I forgot about all the people that were fried in the ovens. <laughs> you know, like this oven, this oven roasted. <laughs> At least something was roasted right in the oven. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is. Yeah. Uh, oh, so there's a couple things. So like one is like these are just ideas. But if you get, rate the Holocaust Museum five stars, does that mean it was super depressing? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like the stars should be the opposite way of normal. And the, a couple things. I don't know. I just they should have like a separate like I, once again just idea. But like the cafe should be a separate page from the Holocaust Museum, right? <laughs> You're combining them into one. Like, I could just imagine a review, like, at yeah, three stars for the museum, like, yeah. zero stars for the cafe, so three stars overall, and you get, like, this weird thing. Um, yeah, I think maybe that's all I got. Yelp yeah, expert, Richard Sarvati. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the Detroit stuff is not as strong as the stuff on the actual, like, once you're talking about the Yelp page, I feel like you could cut down on the, like, why is there a Holocaust Museum in Detroit? Like that kind of stuff, or either just like tighten it, or potentially not do it. Yeah, I had this joke a while ago, and then it was—it's—it like worked well once, and then it kind of like—it's hard to sell it. I'm like, now that I'm like two years later, can I like perform it better, or what, or make smile when I tell the story more? Well, Ginny's right. Detroit doesn't make the joke. The concept right, right. of a cafeteria at the Holocaust yeah, Museum right. makes so the just, joke. So okay. you can actually even bridge it out to like, and you sort of did that, Bergen Belson, you mentioned other things, but think about like maybe all of the Holocaust museums and collectively is there some kind of page that <laughs> rates all of them? I mean, or whatever, like, so you, lose, like what is the food of sadness? Do they have a special menu they have to follow? Or? You, could, you could just start, yeah. like I was going to go to the Holocaust Museum, something else, or my mom wanted to go to the Holocaust Museum, something else. Mm. I feel like the joke is there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Really? Okay. 
Everybody just, clap wildly. I was just gonna say, oh. like, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you did want to use a Detroit thing, just for shits and giggles, you know, they did like after the well for fucking twenty years, it was just like a slow fucking genocide of like all the goddamn people out of there. So you could connect it if you right, really right. wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Michigan. Detroit's I get it. Detroit's a place where if you walk out, you're in like a bigger Holocaust museum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, exactly. What up, though? We're not allowed to eat dough. What up, though? No, it's gotta no no yeast. Everybody put your hands together. David Roth, yay! We are all friends here. All yay. of us friends. All righty, your next comedian. Funny man is going to see what he's going to bring tonight to the stage. I don't, I didn't pay a ton of attention to you to have a good tag, so I'll just say your name. Everybody, it's Jeff Dean, yay! Take off your pants, your pants, your pants. La, la, la. <laughs> What was that? That was totally chance and happenstance, but it did say take off your pants, your pants. <laughs> um, so uh, lately when I've been going out, I, I meet girls, you know, and I'm really drunk all the time um, or else I just don't talk to them. So uh, I, 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 when I meet them, I, I always take notes like I go to the bathroom, leave them wanting more, you know, you got to leave and then. Hopefully they'll come back to you, right? And uh, so in the bathroom, I jot down some notes, you know, like Catherine, 29, met at Kells. Uh, she likes traveling, you know, went to China last summer. So that if we go on a first date, I know what to talk about, right? Because I don't go for the kill. I, uh, I don't sleep with them on the first night because uh, I've never done it. Why start trying now, right? <laughs> so... Uh, I didn't get her number. That was so. I don't know. First date's probably not happening. <laughs> but uh, so I'm a little worried. I have a lot of these notes now, and I'm a little worried about what someone's gonna like. If I lose my phone and they look at my notes section, like it'll be like Jessica, 27, last seen, uh, Mutiny Radio. I don't know. Um, and like people like they could think I'm a serial killer or like a detective, maybe hopefully that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. Um, I was watching this documentary about this drug dealer who who turned straight and like became a really good father and everything. It was great, uh, really touching. And the way he was talking, it was like, and I've seen a few of these, and it's always like something crazy happens, and then they decide to change their life. They're like. I got shot in the chest and went to the ER and almost died. And all I could think about was my, my wife and kids. So I decided to get out of the drug game, you know, uh, right then and there. And I feel like my friends, when they're talking about their lives, it's like too similar, you know. Like my friend will just be like, I, I just had this horrible sales call. And I don't know, I'm only making like 80 grand a year right now. And I just don't think B2B sales is for me. I, I think I need to go to like coding boot camp. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I saw this car commercial the other day, and it said, um, "These people are not real actors, and they're not actors." And I thought, but like, they're still introducing to these people in front of all these cameras these new cars, and it's like they're actors now because they're not gonna downplay how excited they are about this car because they want to get on TV, you know? 
Um, and then I saw another car commercial and it said, it just, they got lazy or something. It just said, these are not, <laughs> or these are real people, is what it said. And it's like, actors are real people too, you know? So there's, I don't know what they're trying to say there. Anyway, that's my time. I'm Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Uh, I don't have anything else. Let's fucking talk for a minute, bitch. An oldie but a goodie. Shit. Um, so, so yeah. So I'm trying to talk to I'm trying to talk to women at bars more without m- using apps, you know. And the other day, this girl walked by, and I was I like I was like, hey, what's your name? And she turned around, um, and she's like, did you speak Italian? And I decided to go with it. I was like, oh, see, si, bonjour, you know. And then she, she just started making out with me. It was great. It was the smoothest I've ever been. I was stoked. And then her friends start physically pulling her away from me. And I'm just like, no. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, why are her friends doing that? Like, do I seem like a threat? You know, like, do, I, do I seem dangerous? I've never felt that way. Like, do you think, do you think I seem dangerous? Yeah, like what, right? Thank you. Like whatever happened to racial profiling, am I right, guys? No? All right, that's it. Suffering, suffering, suffering. Yeah, Jeff Dean, he does sort of look Italian, yay. All right, comments for everybody. Yay, funny set and stuff. Can I go? I know you always have feedback for Jeff. Good set, Jeff. Um, I, uh, I, I wanted, when you're talking about how you are really drunk, you're talking to girls, and then you go to the bathroom and type on your phone, I feel like you need to, like, really paint a very clear image of, like, you think you're being smooth, and you, like, go to the bathroom, and then you, like, are texting into your phone, like, everything that you just learned about her, like, while you're shit-faced, and then you, like, you're, like, oh, no, this is great, like, I'm gonna go back out, and she's gonna, like, wonder where I am, and then, like, you get locked in the bathroom or something, like, something that, that like, make it so that, like, you think you're being really cool and, like, sneaky, but maybe even, like, I... I'm wondering how, like, you can kind of be telling this story, you know, like, I feel like that would be challenging, like, you want, you want it to be clear to the audience that everything you're doing is, like, ridiculous because you're really drunk without, like, you sort of acknowledging that you know that, if that makes sense? I, I have a way to fix it. These become poems, and you're a poet, and the name of the girl is the name of the poem, and it's like, you, it's like, your notes are beautiful poems. Seriously, I think you have a future in poetry. If you read the notes again on what Jessica was that her name, the Chinese girl, yeah, like we're gonna be haunted by her. Are you fucking kidding me? You need to just. I would write more of those, even as you know, like just as poems. I would. You could even go to a poetry reading. I challenge you to do this. Write five of them about different girls and like the notes that you've written on them in the bathroom and just go up at a poetry open mic and just do them and say the name and read what you've written. People will be silent and you will be amazed. They will think you're a fucking genius. I'm serious. I'm not, I use, I have an MFA in poetry. I'm telling you, you have a future in writing girls' names down and weird, weird things and not their number. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm sorry. I think it's great. That I, I, I would write a bunch of those. I'd write... A bunch of the poems of the girls. Okay. Thank you. I'm more sorry. Um, I think <laughs> I think the joke about this, the B2B sales and the rapper and stuff, I think that's really funny. I think you need to cut a lot off the front. Like, I think you could start out with, like, I was watching a documentary 
about a rapper who I don't know, like had a gun to his head, like changed his life. You kind of like I feel like you you do a little bit talking about like how he like becomes a good father, or whatever. I think you can like cut all that and do everything about the rapper can be like two sentences, and then you could talk about like your friend who works in sales. Um, and then I think uh, the thing about how you don't sleep with girls on the first date, I feel like it's very obvious when you say that, that it's because like they don't sleep with you, but you should give some excuse. Like you should be like, I don't do that because I think that that's like, I don't know, like some like to something that's like, you know, like just like come up with some reason for why you don't do that. That's like you justifying it as opposed, like you don't have to go out and say because they don't sleep with you because that's like clear. Um. It's so unfair. He's so pretty. People on the audience, you have no idea. You should call in. Do you want to? Do you want to date Jeff Dean? Call forward five 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 zero five one one. So that that thing about your line about you don't think we're gonna go out on a first date is that supposed to? What's the point of that? Like I I, I think I know why I'm just. No, because I want to go on a first date with her. Like I'm going for the first date, not to like sleep with her because, like, I've never just like had a one night stand boy try. Right. I mean I have, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think maybe you should set. I think what you're kind of going for, I don't know, is set up the sort of interaction you have, where you know she does this and you do that, and you, she does this and you do that, and be like, yeah, I should probably, I should probably start talking to her, or just, <laughs> you know, like ma- make us go on this sort of journey that we think that you're interacting, but it's really just like your thoughts, or or the first date thing cuz when people were laughing and I, I i'm i'm still kind of like coming from work so my mind's a little foggy but like i thought you were shattering this expectation like that you i don't know but you know what i'm saying is like make us think that you're going to make us think that you're way more involved and then we find out oh shit you haven't even talked to her yet like that's yeah. the sort of aha punchline that i think that you can go for with this joke okay uh yeah jeff uh so i've heard you do this before, and uh, I liked it better when it was like a very clear surprise that you realize you don't have her number. Like to, this time, you yeah. kind of just said it, but usually you're like, "But then I, you know, realized I didn't even have her number. And now I got all this yeah, yeah. information." Um, so just like the old phrasing uh, was better, in my opinion. Uh, and I think it'd be funny if you take these notes by texting yourself. Sometimes I'll do that. I'll take notes by texting my own number. Um, it'd be funny if like the text got delayed. And like half an hour later, it pops up on your phone. She's looking over your shoulder, and she sees a text with all these descriptions, and she's just like, "What the fuck is this?" And that's when you say you're a poet. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be flattered, because all girls want a poem written about them. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to expand upon of why I'd be a good poet, or? No, it's the description <laughs> you did. It was the name and the weird things that you said, and it was so specific and so original to you. That as poetry, like that's what poetry is. It's like something that's real and specific and in a grouping, they can be really interesting and especially from other people don't live your life. And like the people that like poetry are like ladies in their 50s and shit. And fuck yeah, they want to read your weird shit about Catherine or whatever the fuck her name Uh, was. They're like, oh, I see it, you know, because they have nothing else better to do and they don't understand comedy (laughs) because they're pretentious dickbags. What I'm saying is that you're not a pretentious dickbag, but your honesty creates things that pretentious dick bags like. Got it. Okay. Does that make sense? Love it. We need to move on. Right. Everybody clap wildly for Jeff Dean. He's fucking good. He 
The weird music in between is Reagan's Polyp, which was a 1996 CD that I found from someone somewhere, and I love it, and it's fucking weird as fuck, so I'm sorry when it randomly, psychically says weird things, but it's meaningful and amazing. Uh, as is your next comedian. She's been laughing in the corner and being darling. No, she has. She's been laughing at all your fucking jokes the whole night. Sitting here waiting. It's her turn. You guys, listen. And laugh and clap your hands wildly. Take notes if you want, because that helps too. Uh, for Madison D. Something. Thanks. Yeah, I did laugh at all your jokes, so feel free to laugh at all of mine. <laughs> Just out of pity. No, I'm kidding. I'm great. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Sometimes the four sets I go stand in the bathroom in power pose and look in the mirror and tell myself, yeah, you do it too. Yeah, it's the best. It's like the best two minutes of my day. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, who, you were talking about one night stands and how you don't have them. I've only had one ever and it didn't, like it wasn't bad, but it just like wasn't really super enjoyable. And then I took out my contacts and I didn't have my glasses because I hadn't like planned anything out. And then I couldn't see it all because I'm like real blind. Like my glasses are at least half an inch thick. And then my friend came over and made us breakfast the next day, but it was still kind of weird. And that that was kind of weird too. So anyways, because of that, I'm like kind of, I'm not personally into one night stands. Like everyone else is welcome to do what they please. But I have this life goal of, um, fucking a dude from every country and if like you're not into one night stands that becomes significantly more challenging like you have to like form like some sort of emotional connection with all of these people like the UN of emotions that needs a better tagline but I'll think of it don't worry um what was I gonna say oh that's how I okay well no sorry that didn't make sense um (laughs) And so I think part of why it didn't go that well is because he like just didn't really know what he was doing. And so I want all dudes to go to Oh My God Yes, and I know it sounds like I'm like a spokesperson for this website, but it's fucking amazing. It's only $30, and they show you all these cool techniques, and like that helped me learn how to orgasm. And so like, you know, if you guys watch it, then you can also help me orgasm, and then my plan can go to work. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just trying to spread the word. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of my plan, later on today, I have a date with a guy from Belgium. Pretty psyched. Yeah, no, I am working on this. <laughs> um, but I don't enjoy texting, and I don't enjoy small talk, so it like, makes dating really challenging, shockingly. So I'm trying this new experiment. I saw it's a reality TV show, and like, if you're not going to base your life off of anything, like, why not a reality TV show? <laughs> it's called Love at First Kiss. So you meet the person and make out, and then based on that, you decide if you want to spend two minutes with them, and then based on those two minutes, you decide if you want to do like a full date. And like he made dinner reservations, but we'll see. Because <laughs> I'm going to try this. I feel kind of bad not warning him in advance, but I'm going to bring gum so that I can be like, here, if you need gum, you can you like have a minute. You know, we'll just look at each other while you chew gum. <laughs> I'm really pumped. I will keep you guys updated. <laughs> uh, that was that joke. Oh, one minute left. Okay, um, the good, mm, the guy I'm like currently sleeping with, 
Like sometimes, first of all, he's from the UAE, so that's another check mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but he, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, he like masturbates a lot, which I never thought I would have a problem with because it's like, I don't care, like do whatever you want. But some, also he's old, he's 33, so I think that's part of the problem. Are you 33? Did you just give me the finger? Are you older than 33? Well, I'm younger than that, so whatever. <laughs> Anyways, he masturbates a lot, and sometimes he's, like, too sore to have sex. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, is this a real problem? And I was really upset by that. Um, and so at the last open mic I was at, I, like, talked about that. And then all the dudes were like, yeah, that's happened to me. And I was like, this is terrible. It was so many. Like, pretty much, I was at Stork Club, and it was pretty much every guy. Is that, is that relevant? Okay, are those people just like, okay. Interesting. I'll keep that in mind. That's the end. Thanks, bye. Madison D. La, 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 la. Um, yeah, make sure you keep the microphone, because uh, we like it when you talk back to the people that give you comments. Okay, I'm going to stay seated. First, like, first yeah. of all, to all the ladies demanding an older man, I'm 49. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I think like you could talk about like, you know, with all the men you sleep with. I'm curious what the number is, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> okay. But like you could talk about your map at home with all the pins in it for yeah. everyone and how your black phase, you know, and you were so happy that uh, Somalia and South Somalia are now like you got another. <laughs> There's a whole other country. Like, yeah, you got to add to your thing and you know delve into stuff like that okay i like don't want to only talk about sex but i'm unemployed right now and that's like pretty much (laughs) i don't like do a lot of things um i really liked it i think the one okay yeah i i thought you could do a lot more with trying to sleep with someone from every country like it's definitely like an opportunity to make fun of different countries like if you or especially since you're you're saying that you don't want to just have one night stands with them. You have to like go on dates with them. So you're like, it's fucking terrible to like go on a date with a French guy. Like that's the worst thing. You're just like pick some countries and make fun of them. Um, I thought the thing about the guy be, like masturbating too much so he couldn't have sex. That's like really absurd. And like that alone is pretty funny. But I think you could take it a lot with like be like, did you know that we were gonna have sex tonight or something? Like so, like I yeah, don't know. it's like you knew I was coming over. Yeah, like what did like, you, did you think? Not think that we were gonna have sex? And I then and then he says like, oh well, it's like our twentieth day and we haven't had sex. So like I'm sorry that I thought that or something. Like, I don't know. Like you could be like. So I'm kind of surprised. I also thought it was really absurd, but then it turns out it's like common, and I'm uh, terrified. Yeah, and and then I thought um, the thing about you don't like okay, so you don't like texting, you don't like small talk, so you don't like online dating. You don't <laughs> like like, I, I, I don't think I like third, humans. Yeah, yeah. So like add a third thing that's like I don't like texting and I don't like small talk and I don't like penises or something like, <laughs> like something like ridiculous is like the last thing you don't like to me. Uh, don't let Ginny convince you to be asexual on stage. That's uh, I think what she's trying to do. I, uh, so I think when you say, like, I'm trying to sleep with a guy from every country, uh, I think that's, like, unreal. You're, like, you know that that's so many countries. They're not that. You can't do it. There are too many countries. Are you telling me I can't achieve do you know my goal There are right so many. Now? Anyway, so you could be, like, uh, I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, do what you want. But You know what, though? I think <laughs> if you open it up. Oh, that's good to know. I think, <laughs> I think that if you open it up and you say you can also do countries, C-U-N-T, <laughs> if you do it no with the girls, time. too. It doesn't only have to be with the guys. You can make it countries, and then oh you yeah, have to girls look like would definitely a... count. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. I would get. Or, so uh, she's pin. like every country. From, wow, he's from so many countries. I'm from all. So many pins. So I. So you could be like to make it more believable. You could be like I want to have. Uh, I want to sleep with every, people from all the different countries, or at least all the ones that matter, or something like that. Like the ones that are real. All right. <laughs> nobody liked that. Never mind. 
I actually was gonna say the same thing, and I just think. <laughs> Wait, what? But like, you were also gonna say I should. No, I was. The I think real? Sometimes I feel like people say things that are like too unrealistic to where it's just like. This is legitimately like, a life goal. Like I'm 25. I have fucking like, time. But there's like 200 countries. Yeah. Okay. So like 200 <laughs> divided by 20 years of having sex. What is that? Yeah, but think about you're gonna That's double up on a 10 few. per year. Anyway, I can do that. That's like, like two a week. I just do you not? Be, I yeah. just think it'd be funnier if you said like Central America or something really specific. No, but. Okay. That wouldn't be true to myself. And then. So the guy jacked off before. <laughs> Sorry to use that terminology. He slut shames cool. you, and then he starts talking about. I brought it up, off. so it's fair. It's fair. It's before fair. you came over, and the reason is because he probably wanted to last longer. Maybe I don't know. No, it's because he fucking masturbates like three times a day. Well, maybe he also could have wanted to last longer, and like maybe <laughs> you could be like, you could be like. I don't know. Like you only like. What are you trying to improve on? Ten seconds or something? I don't know. Never. So there's only like 130 countries, and don't let these guys slut shame. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate I mean, that. I'm shaming, but I'm I'm curious. I'm curious, uh, like how you feel about territories and. Uh, I, stuff I like can't that. make it too complicated. I haven't even decided. Like it's like, does it? Ha- can, do they have to have a passport well, from like, that country, or do they have the, to be like born in that country? It's French also just Guiana. Be, like, I fucked a guy from the Yukon territory. Like, does that even count? You could just make that as like an aside. I did fuck a Native American, and I want to count that as like a second country from the U.S., but it doesn't seem fair. No, absolutely. That's totally. They're, they're their own nation. Just they're they're okay. their own nation. You totally get to count them as okay, their own nation. Then, then I've only. Fact, yeah. people from different countries. As an American, you can also count on that stupidity. Be like, you know, you're, you're in your black phase, and you you did an Asian, so you took care of the country of Asia, and then like you Yukon territory, you don't actually know that it's just it's part of Canada. Yeah, you like regretted fucking someone from the Yukon territory because it wasn't a country yet, or something like that. Mm. Um, or it was funnier when I said it before. Uh, <laughs> maybe something like your vagina is like should work for the United Nations, or I feel like you. Oh, know, that's you good. But I also, like if we're not better. okay, so if half of the people aren't buying, you're fucking everyone, fucking someone yeah. from every country. Then you need to sell us more on mm-hmm. it. Like I can do it, guys. I can. Because that's oh, okay. Like I believe in myself. Like, I mean, it does seem like a lot of work. It's like guys, I can do this. I'm 25. <laughs> and also, when you made the joke about the guys from the UAE. And you should be like, oh, that reminds me, I should break up with him because like you already fucked him. I'm a done. Times. Yeah. So you I don't want to keep fucking more people. And then maybe there's something about you know if you if you don't want to fuck him just once, so you have to fuck him. So I need to fuck people twice, or you need to have. Well, I feel like I want to orgasm. That's the main goal. You just you want you just want to orgasm. So yeah. you want an orgasm for every country. That, that's I mean, impossible. That, that's impossible. That's I'm not yeah, setting yeah, my yeah. goals that's, that high. Right I'm saying that like I personally that's like I have joke. sex no. because I want to have an orgasm. That's a good joke though. That's okay. a good joke because people are like people are like you can't do that. I'm like well yeah that, you should. You need to joke. podcast okay, that and start mind. making that's, a million dollars. Come on. And then uh, the gla- you talked about your gl- someone with your glasses that like didn't really. Sorry, no, you go. Oh, I'm just really we, we blind. Gotta, it just seemed like really pay off. You brought it up and you said you didn't bring your glasses and we're kind of like waiting for something to happen. So that story either needs to land okay. somewhere because it was kind of like I was waiting for a glasses event like or a joke line. to happen and it didn't really come. I, yeah, I was thinking that it could be funny if like you realize you need your glasses, your like super thick nerdy glasses for your one night stand. So like now anytime you're in the mood for a one night stand, you're like, oh, let me pack my glasses and you like have them like, on your shirt or something. Yeah, got to think ahead. Okay. Thank you. Madison D. Yay, everybody. Yay. We have one last comedian for you guys here on the Joke Workshop tonight, and that's me. 
So I'm gonna run around without music to the stage and then yay, so clap wildly, yay. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about uh, meth and crack today, uh, only because I, I, keep wa- I was walking down the street today. I was taking a nice walk. And like four times, I saw dead birds, but they weren't really dead. All right. And then I saw a bunch of people smoking crack pipes or meth pipes, and I was like, oh my God, that's like a meth pipe. But it was like the same aversion I had when I saw a bird, and I was like, that's a dead bird. And I was like, no, 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 it's not, it's fine. Anyway, so I started thinking a lot about meth, and it made me think about uh, how I was, uh, I dabbled in meth for about three months when I was 25, and it made me think about that time in my life and how weird that was and um, how amazingly dumb, and uh, how I learned how to not be a meth addict. Yay! Do we wanna, do you wanna learn, do you wanna learn how to not be a meth addict? I actually started taking meth, and I'm not still addicted to meth because I figured it out how to do it. Well, I'm a creative person, and I decided to write a novel while I was taking meth, and of course, be productive all the time, right? And uh, every sentence had to add up to certain points, and every point in the page had to add up to certain things. So there were many, many things that I wrote that didn't make sense, all right? Because C-A-T, C-A-T, that's only worth like four points. That's not enough. And there aren't any double points in this game. Do you understand? There's no double scores. There's no double points. There's no triple word score. There's nothing. It's all just the words and their values, and they all have to equal up the points. And that's why you come up things with like dick, dog, bang, opera fun. What does that mean? That's not real. You know, <laughs> no, there's real. It was... There were crazy, there were, it made no sense. Like three months of my life was like all dedicated to this novel. By the way, you guys, I was married. He didn't even notice that this was all happening. I was like holding down a job as a regular teacher, like at a public school. No, seriously. And I was writing this novel at night on meth. <laughs> the best drug ever. I could do everything on it. You know, it was a... But it was it was dick meow opera fun. That was that was the one. that was like twenty seven points. It's big. Anyway, so I um, I stopped taking. Well, I didn't stop taking meth. I this is what this is what where the end was. I um I went to this karaoke bar in West Oakland, uh, and I picked picked up a bunch of meth, and then I stuck, I didn't have any accoutrement, I didn't have like a, um, a straw, I think I asked for one from the bar that wasn't there, uh, and so I went into the bathroom, and I just sort of stuck my nose in the bag, like I didn't, I didn't like put a line out, nothing, and I just took way too much meth, and then I sang karaoke for eight hours, and then I went home. I drove like four people home and one of them was a man who was like 87 years old except he was only 67 he just looked 87 because I think he did a lot a lot of meth but we were all in my car and driving around and we got all the way back to Davis to Davis (laughs) I know I was on meth it was so quick it was an amazing anyways I stopped doing meth yay uh, the, <laughs> I woke up like three days after that because I like passed out for three days and I woke up and I looked at my novel and I'm like I really need to look at this and I was like what this is not words <laughs> this, is, this is no this will not get me into graduate school like I thought 
<laughs> this whole project was for nothing. <laughs> the best part is that it's on one of those discs that's like square like this, remember, with the little slidey thing on the side. So even if I tried to retrieve it, like I don't even think Chris Berlick can do fuck all with that, right? Like if I bring him the weird square discs and I'm like, get back the nautical book. <laughs> it was... Um, Nautical antiques and Polynesian doors. Get the book back! <laughs> What's it about? Nothing! <laughs> Sorry, anyways. I just, I, ooh, oh, fuck everything here. Everything falls apart. The entropy in this space is so great. And I love words like entropy because that's like, that's like 17 points right there, right? <laughs> fucking entropy. You put that into fucking Scrabble. Yeah! Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be done with that story. Yay, you guys want to talk to me about it? Yay. Yay. How long was it? Oh, I timed myself. Four minutes, 50 seconds. I'm sorry. I ran the light by a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to run around, though, when I did my thing. I'm sorry. Pam, I thought it could have been a really funny ending if the story is like, I mean, I thought it could be funny. I don't know if, it's a joke, if this punchline works out, but if the story that you write ends up being like one of those ridiculous children's books, like it's like Goodnight Moon or something, and like what you write is, or like, I don't know, like Dr. Seuss, like Green Eggs and Ham. If, if like, if that's... It, there's a rhyme at the end. Don't do meth. And yeah, Because yeah, crack exactly. is it's whack. Like, <laughs> stories like are so, like the words they say are so ridiculous. I don't know. But I really liked it. I think it's it's a really funny. Story. Oh I, well, you can't use fake words in Scrabble. You can't like snuffleupagus. Although that's not Dr. Seuss. Like you, the I guess is Lorax. No, because Lorax is a proper name, so it doesn't count. Wait, was the points <laughs> thing Scrabble points? Scrabble points, yeah. Oh, I, I don't think the points thing was like. I didn't clear. say was, Scrabble ahead of time. Yeah, I thought you said like almost. You said like did not Scrabble, but yeah, I feel like the point, the points thing could have been. I just, yeah, to set that up a little bit more to like, and what you were trying to go for, like everything had to be 25 points or so if you said this big crazy word, you had to have small words. You could just give us the more of your, like your logic of how the points worked out, but that was pretty fun. Cool. Um, Scrabble math story. We did, we did, we did play a lot of Scrabble and do a lot of math. My husband was in vet school. No, it's so funny. He was in veterinary school and I was a teacher. I was teaching and we and I that's what I did. We just did lots and lots of math. <laughs> I feel like I kind of want to hear what your teaching life was like. You just like you kind of slid that teaching thing in but we're all like we're all wondering like holy fuck what kind of teacher were you? Is there any sort I of taught like- mostly disturbed junior hires. <laughs> It was fun, and it was no, but but and I wasn't tired. I just did a lot of math. It was really fun. I was a really good teacher. I'm really, I was really exciting. It was a good time. They paid me. They didn't pay me very much money. My first year of teaching, I made twenty four thousand dollars. That was in ninety seven. Twenty four thousand dollars. That was like a full time job, right? Twenty four thousand dollars a year as a teacher. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> it is. Is that how much you make as a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> Comedy money, what's that? Okay, um, does anybody else have anything to say about my meth story? Did you all, you were all enjoying my meth story? That was all funny and you all liked it? Okay, I guys. Just, I, I want to hear more meth stories. 
Well, that was the thing I realized today when I was walking around. Is like I have all these stories. Like I'm older than all of yeah, you, and like, I, I lived like a crazy life. Like I've been years. to Burning Man three times. I never need to go again. Fuck Burning Man. I fucking did it, man. I was in a nitrous tent with an orgy of fifty people. Who fucking cares? I never need to go back to that fucking desert mayhem. I want to. Yeah, that. but I didn't. I was just being stretched by this really hot guy. That, and I didn't want to have sex with anybody because I just got, I just lost my husband, but I had a boyfriend and I was like, oh, and, I was, and I got back and he was like, broke up with me. And I was like, why did you do this two weeks ago? I got out a great time at Burning Man, you asshole. I was so pissed. Every, I mean, I could have had a great time at Burning Man that year and I didn't, I could have, but he was like, blah, 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 blah. and then I come back and he breaks up with me. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I also have Burning Man jokes, but fuck Burning Man. Because everybody, can we all clap about fuck? It's not funny if you want to like, come down to people that you didn't get the fucking Burning Man. <laughs> I saw one of them at the DMV the other day. What was, he is so weird, but they all have fake names from Burning Man. So their names are like Popper or like fucking, they have weird, they're like, I'm Bird Dog. Or <laughs> like, you know, any, any, any idiot words you can put together. It's like, put this scrap up. Yeah. Make it. I could have fucked Bird Dog. <laughs> No, what was his name? He he rode motorcycles, and I see this person around too, and I'm like, oh, because it's ten years later, and now we're both forty, and like, wow. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Everybody clap. Everybody clap. Thanks for being here, everybody, tonight on the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. It was nice to be able to do a set. Thank you guys for listening. I wanted to tell that weird story. We had great people tonight, and uh, hey, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. Good night. Yay!
Happy Hour Mike, Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead pests? of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host 
find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky 